Welcome to episode 26 of the Parallel Physiques podcast. Join us today as we discuss self-love. Not just self-love. It's not as simple as that, right? It's really about showing up for yourself. It's showing up for the things that you promised yourself. It's showing up for the work that you need to do to reach the goals that you aspire to and to be the person that you want to be. So welcome to the podcast today. Settle in and get ready to learn all about showing up. Welcome. Welcome to episode 27, everybody. I think that's where we're at. Kenneth and I were just talking. Let me look, actually. Oh, let's double check. I think we're on episode 27 coming to you today. We're super excited to come to you. Number one, I'm looking, while Kenneth is looking for that, I'm seeing him. It's 20, 20, well, there's 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, we're on 26. Oh, we're on 26. Well, episode 26, welcome. Uh, Super excited to be here. Uh, Not only to be here with y'all, but um, see how I pulled out y'all. I was just down south last weekend in North Carolina with Kenneth. Yep. And uh, and I didn't hear a lot of y'alls though. I have to admit. Well, well, because you were in a group full of people that weren't from North Carolina. <laughs> you know, like I mean, we even went to dinner with Yvonne and her husband, and um, they're from Utah. True. So the only person that you've been around that was from North Carolina was me and Sam. Yeah. And Sam definitely doesn't say y'all most of the time. And yeah. I don't even know if I do. I, I don't know. I, I will keep track now. I'm going to keep a little side note of how many times little, say y'all. little tick. I'm just going to say little. y'all all the time just because I would like to be from the South. I think it would be fun. Would you really? No. No, I don't care. I honestly, you know what? We were just talking about this today in one of my classes um, in the gym, we were talking about uh, um, just different cultures and culture shock. And they had kids, uh, our volleyball team here in you know the country in Minnesota, ended up playing a team from uh, inner city Minneapolis in volleyball this week. So we had this very interesting conversation about different cultures coming together. So no, I love the South. I, you know, I love the South. I love the North. I love the East. I'm just like, I just love, there's love all around, Kenneth. <laughs> there's love all around. And I think that's what we were going to talk about today, wasn't it? Something about love or lack of love. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, the, the meeting that we had with all of these coaches and all the, um, all the speakers that we that we listen to, um, I think <clears throat> I think there was a there was a common theme uh, with a lot of the leadership that was speaking, and it was like, how do you show up for yourself? How do you have confidence in who you are as a coach? How do you build a life that you want? Um, like what what do you want you know and and how are you going to get it because if you don't show up for yourself you you're never going to get what you want and then um and i just continue to have you know i continue to have conversations with clients over the last 2 days that are people not showing up for themselves and we were talking about one of your clients you know not doing that too mm-hmm. and it's, it's sort of in a framework of like when people come to us, they're, they, they need something or they want to, they want to be better or they want to fix something in their life. And there's no other reason to come to a coach unless you want, you have a goal that you want to achieve. And it's our responsibility to help those people achieve those goals, but it's absolutely impossible if they don't show up. It's, you know, you know what I was, I was saying to one of my clients today too, speaking of, you know, showing up, um, 
the coaching relationship is a really different thing. If you've never worked with a coach before, or your only interaction with a coach has been like, I played baseball in high school and I had a coach, that kind of a thing. Um, The coaching relationship in these situations, the way that we work with our clients is a very different type of coaching relationship, right? Mm -hmm. We kind of, we get in the weeds and we like, we can tell if you're not showing up for yourself, and you have to, you have to show up for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the other thing that we, I realize is like, you know, we're in a group of people uh, this past weekend that may not have some of the experiences that we've had. They were a little bit on the, I don't know, seemed like there were a lot of greener, greener coaches in the room, um, maybe a little, a little less seasoned than us. And I, I think everybody knows how to run a protocol. You know? yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes it's like, you may not know what the protocol does and you run it anyway, because you were told that's the protocol that needs to be run. There are coaches like that. There are coaches that can build a protocol based on your unique needs and, you know, whatever health issues you have. Then you have, and a lot of people just think you follow protocols, you follow, you know, uh, diets and, and training and cardio or whatever, and, and then you get X result. result. Right. And, no, and that's not, that's not, like untr- that. Stick it right. And, right. Right. It's not untrue. Like all of it's true, but the, the problem is, is like, if you don't show up, um, for yourself every day and like love yourself enough to commit yourself to the plan that the coach has set in front of you because you came to them with a goal, then you're, well, if you don't love yourself, you're not going to sustain it. It's not going to go the long haul. And usually these, you know, these protocols or, or these, you know, lifestyle changes or you know you name it whatever it is we've got to it's got to it's got to sustain over a long period of time and so if you're if you're doing if you're not showing up for yourself consistently then you're not going to do what it takes to sustain the whatever the task is at hand for a long period of time but on top of that you're not going to sustain the relationship with coach because a lot of times if if you don't if you don't love yourself, then you're automatically reverting into a shameful, like sort of a shameful place. And I know it's true for men and working with as many women as I work with, there's two types and you can confirm or deny if this is true. There's, there's women that will avoid that are like, okay, I'm going to avoid checking in. I'm going to avoid, uh, um, the hard conversations or whatever, but most of the time it's like avoiding checking in because they're just trying to isolate themselves because they don't want to talk about what they didn't do, but they will. If, if then you have another side where it's like, it's just fucking rainbows and sunshine over here. And you're a, you're a liar. You're a liar. Everything's going great. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling great. This is great. And then, but every, you know, any coach that's got any kind of intuition, you're sitting there going, man, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel true. And then with men. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about men first. And then with men, it's like, you just don't hear from them at all. Period. They just, they just fall off because they're so shame filled that i mean they might pop up, pop up a few weeks later and they might raise their hand for help but man that is a rarity you know and so i do think it's interesting how differently women and men respond to or how they interact that way right like um mm. i have some women who and and i'm just going to go i'm going to go there i'm going to go there it's it's how you're raised it's what you what you learned in your family of origin. It's what you learned 
when you were looking for how am I going to be and learning how to be is some women have just learned that it doesn't matter. They don't matter, right? That what they think yeah. and what they feel doesn't really matter. So why should yeah. they bring it up? Even if it's good. Like I have a client who's like, I have good things going on. And for some reason, I just don't even tell you. And I'm like, like she said, she's like, I'm, you know, I'm down from a size 18 to a size 12. And I still, I don't talk about it. I don't tell you. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap. What? Yeah. And I said, my I would be so mad. <laughs> I'd be so fucking mad at that person. I'd be like, are you kidding me? We no, have been grinding. Thing, we have been working. Thing, no, the first thing I thought was, honest to God, this is what I said. My question to her was around, do you feel like you're going to jinx it if you talk about it? Right. Or if you take the time to celebrate it, well, do you feel like you're going to like fall off the wagon? Because I hear that from people. And sometimes I feel that way too, like in life in general. When things are going really great, it's like, ooh, I, um, I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm just gonna let it go because if I say something, you know, maybe the universe will go, whoa, now I'm paying attention, you know, <laughs> and just yeah, everything to shit. But she, it was interesting because her response really was, I'm just not used to talking about myself or communicating about myself, and I always want it to be perfect. And if I have to say something that's that I didn't do very well or whatever, um, then I feel disappointed in myself. And if I just don't, and it's interesting though, if I just don't write it down, it's as if it didn't happen or it's not real. Cause it makes oh it my real. Lord. It makes it written no. out. And I believe that. And you know what? I'm the same way. It's like, and, and you, I hear this from lots of people when it comes to like tracking food right? They'll forget to track something or they'll forget, um, or they just won't track it because they have so much shame. It's like, okay, well, I'm just not going to, I had a lady this afternoon. She goes, um, what did she say? Um, it's better for me to shoot pictures of my meals right before I eat them. So she'll shoot me a picture at lunch and at, you know, breakfast of her, of her meal. She mm. said, because then I can't, and she didn't say cheat. What did she say? Lie. She no, can't lie on, on my it, fitness pal. It was another, it was a different word, but basically she's like, you know, I can't, oh, I can't be sneaky then. And I'm like, but who are you being sneaky around? Like you're trying to trick yourself. You're like saying, I'm, I'm not going to tell people, I'm not going to put this on my check-in or I'm not going to put it in, in my tracker or anything because then it isn't real, but it's still real because your body's going to respond to that. But it's not about that, right? It's about our feelings toward ourselves. It's about our feelings toward ourselves and yeah. our bodies. And how yeah. many people, particularly women, I work with, you know, I work with a lot of women, how many of us stand in front of the mirror and go, I love my body, I love myself. I love what I can do every day, rare. Well, I don't think anybody does. In fact, it's interesting, even in the, even in the, the room of coaches that even even uh, Anders Anders Varner, the guy who spoke, who was like I don't know, epic and Wilson, like like he is the man, and he even communicated like w when he was on his journey, like the amount of doubt that he had, you know, and having to overcome his point of view of himself to get to where he is today. And, you know, he's got a podcast that's got hundred million downloads and. I mean, can you imagine us being on a podcast with 100 million downloads? I yes, mean, everyone share this with your friends. Like us. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a commercial. I don't have commercial music or I would do one, but that would be amazing to get. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be it's I mean, it, it is it is part of the dream that our podcast is successful. I mean, I don't know what that even means, but I think it is in its own right for to the right people. Um, but you know, the long story short there, like he's this, when he spoke, it was, it was powerful. I mean, I don't know that anybody didn't walk away from that conversation and just, just be like, whoa, mm -hmm. like what this guy is something else. Um, <clears throat> but he's been in the industry for a really long time, like 20 years. Yeah. And then, and sometimes it just takes time. Um, to learn how to love yourself, learn how to show up for yourself, learn how to, you know, look at your body and be like, you know what? We are fucking killing it. 
and you know the the perspective that I've that I've gained over the last month and you know with myself there's a um there's a, a a voice in my head that can go really negative and when it goes really negative if I if I just stop and I just and just think to myself okay think about all the things you've been through thinking about think about all the the trials and the tribulations and the struggles and the how many times you've hit your knees down on the ground because you have been just completely lambasted. It's like, I'm doing pretty fucking good. You know, like I am showing the fuck up every day and most people wouldn't do that. Most people just wouldn't do that. Not under the circumstances that I've faced. And if you really kind of look at your life, like, you know, it, in that light, it's probably true. Well, the key and, though is um, to make any kind of change like that, that, that over time, that change over time is you're not going to love yourself day one, right? You're not going to like every minute of the day be like, man, I rock. Woo. Woohoo. Where's yeah. Ruth? However, I think one key thing that you said though was, and, and it's kind of buried in your story is that when you hear those voices then you check it like check yourself wait a second is that true let me think about this let me talk to myself mm -hmm. because here's the great thing we talk to ourselves all day long women talk to themselves all day long much more than men do that has been proven um but you can change how you talk to yourself if you pay attention to what your tapes are saying to you and that's what you said was when you listen to that and you hear that, then yeah. you turn it. And that's huge. That's huge. Right. I'm having to let Layla out real quick. Okay. So that's that's kind of the I think one of the keys to loving yourself and showing up for yourself, because it's kind of this two-pronged thing that we're talking about. We're talking about loving yourself and showing up for yourself. And the only way that you can do that is to get inside of what is going on with you like what is really going on and if you're having a ton of negative thoughts all the time you know that's when you have to check in and say what is going on with me what is happening what am i thinking right now and why am i thinking that well i mean shit. even even in the conversation we had this conversation post a lot of the, the talks at in the you know in the seminar this past weekend <clears throat> I've been at this, you know, some sort of capacity for like seven or eight years. I don't even, I can't even put my finger on when it really started because it just feels like it's always kind of been what I do to a degree. And man, like the kid that showed up and just showed up at the nutrition store here in Raleigh and was talking to my friend Patrick and wanting to get into coaching. I was just like, you just, you just, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. You know, it's just like, just, just show me, just show me how you do what you do and, and I'll do it. And, um, you know, the one thing he said to me was like, you just you either have an eye for it or you don't. We're talking about bodybuilding coaching specifically. And there is, there is a very unique eye that people have when you can look at a physique in, you know, in a few minutes and you can kind of say, okay, well, this is kind of what's going on. This is what they probably need to eat. This is, you know, all these different things. And, <clears throat> what I didn't know when I was talking to him was that he was good at what he did. He was the only one that I knew that did what he did, but he was, he was pretty good at it. And, um, I started to learn over time that he was actually real good at it in, in the aspect of just solely bodybuilding. Um, but it took a few years and it took, it took a lot of conversations and it took a lot of like experience of, um, I maybe I, maybe I had a client, I had a question and I'd ask him a question and then I'd go back and I'd, I'd do, you know, what he told me to do. And then all of a sudden it magically happened, like whatever he told me to do, it happened. And it was like, wow, okay, this is cool. So then I, the only confidence I had was that I had him in my back pocket. It's like, okay, Patrick's right here in my back pocket. And I'm just going to like keep doing the things that he tells me to do. And I have zero confidence in myself 
like zero confidence. I've got to loop back around to Patrick. <clears throat> and then when I decided that I was going to, you know, open my own business, like from a full-time perspective, what did I go do? I went and talked to the, the best coach at the time and I, I asked him all the questions and I asked him how to do it. And he, you know, I'm, I'm literally writing things down as we're having a conversation or I'm having a conversation with John Meadows and he's like, okay, I need to get this and do this. I need to talk, you know, all this zero confidence that I can do it. All the confidence is that John, you know, is taking the time to tell me how to do it. So I'm just going to follow this plan, right? I'm just going to follow the plan and it's going to happen. No, it, it happened marginally because he's not stupid, mm -hmm. but I still didn't have the confidence in myself. And then, you know, over, over the course of time, I think, you know, I've had a very successful year in terms of bodybuilding coaches. And even from a functional health standpoint, we've helped, you know, a good amount of people. And there's uh, a lot of, um, there's a lot of growth in a lot of ways. And in particular, the way that we coach sort of this mindset first sort of coaching. And that was something unique. You know, we're sitting in this room full of coaches and nobody's talking like, like we talk. Right. Nobody was talking like we talk and it's like, okay, well, I, this feels weird. Right. That was sort of my like initial thought. So, like, okay, that's my, that's the, the little Kenneth inside. He's like, I'm not good enough. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm going to be, I don't have confidence here. And then by the end of the weekend, what did you see when I was talking to you? Like all of a sudden, it sort of clicked. I was like, well, I uh, have a lot better at this than uh, most people in this room. Right. And I'm not trying to be an arrogant person, right. but if I just showed up for myself, yes. if I just love, if I just loved myself, if I just believed in myself, like the way that you do, or the way that, you know, all these other people believe in me, then well, shit, maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll be a big deal one day. Not that that's the, not that that's the plan, but there, there is a, there's sort of this like road as a coach that you're, you're going down this road and you, and you want to get some sort of, um, not necessarily accolades, but you want people to view you as an authority in what you do. That's sort of like when you made, like you're, you're speaking in front of your peers or you, you know, you've strung together X amount of wins in the bodybuilding community, or you've healed these types of cases because it takes a level of coaching that's higher than most to be able to heal these types of people. Um, and, you know, you surround yourself with those, you know, like we surround ourselves with, with Austin, Sam, and, you know, some of these some of these coaches that are just like, what the hell? And Trey, I mean, I mean, can we just talk for a minute how amazing Trey Ruffrey is? I mean, he's just, he's just, he's going to be the greatest of all time if he, if he nails some other things down. Right. And so around these really cool people, and then we go into the masses and do a seminar. And the reality is, it's like, eh, not everybody's cut from the same cloth. Not everybody's, as passionate as you and I are not everybody's at, not, not everybody believes in themselves. And so then what you see is these coaches that are not, they're like searching for business coaches or they're searching for the next, you know, thing that they need to do to like become legitimate. And really it's, it's simple. Just go out and you serve people as much as you can. And, and the more people you serve, the more experience you have, the more you build your experience, the more you build your education, then the more, you know, important you become because you're validating the fact that you are good enough. Right. And, and you know, I like that you, you kind of, you have kind of laid out that road. And I think it's, it's not only for coaches, right? Um, it's for people in general, uh, whatever. Well, and that's, that's why I brought it up. Yeah. It's like, I'm trying, what I'm trying to do in, in telling people what I'm coming to realize is that this is the human experience. This, this isn't, this isn't isolated or this isn't a silo just because 
you know, you and I were in a coaching seminar this past weekend. This is a scenario in which it happens day in, day out. And it's not just in a, in a professional setting. You know, these people that are going and they're, they're going into their job and they're, you know, maybe they're average, maybe they're not, they could probably be better. How many people could be better? I mean, probably everyone. If you're in your car and you feel like you'd be better, raise your hand. I mean, it's, that's just the way it is. So at the end of the day, I think what, what I'm trying to translate is I know exactly who the fuck you are when you come to me and, you, and you're not showing up. And even if you just, if you blew it up, like for a month, you just didn't do it, right? You just didn't do what I asked you to do. But if you checked in four times that month, at least I can help you come out of it. At least I can, you know, drag your butt out of it. And the other thing I've realized too is like, man, if I don't show up for myself, if I don't have the confidence in myself, if I don't love myself, I don't show up for my clients very well. Right. And I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. I want to, I want to be confident and, and I want to love myself and I don't want to, and you know, it was funny. I'm, I'm in the middle of this prep with Robbie Jenkins and we're going to probably have Robbie Jenkins on the podcast sooner rather than later. Uh, she's about two and a half, three weeks out from, you know, a potentially a pro card. Who knows how it's all going to pan out? You know, there's sometimes when you walk in to scenarios and competitive situations and it's just like, there's something in the air. You're like, wow, like this feels right. This feels like, you know, we're probably on the right path and it just kind of depends on who shows up. I think that's where we are. And so, um, you know, when I first started this, I used to tell Patrick, I'm like, man, I'm losing sleep at night before these competitions because I'm thinking to myself, did I do this right? Did I think this out? Did I prepare the, the athlete for this? Did I, all these ifs, never once was I like, oh, fucking nail it, I'm going to bed. <laughs> right. Right? Never. Now I do. I don't doubt that what I'm doing is right. Well, part of that Ever. for you, I mean, part of that for anyone is it, like we talked about earlier is the patience and the time and put, you got to put the reps in. And the only way you can do that is if you show up and, and that's the same thing for that's our my clients. point. Yeah. It takes patience. It takes time and you got to put the reps in and the reps aren't perfect. The reps mm-hmm. aren't perfect. Like you were saying, if you, if you screwed off for an entire four weeks, a whole month, but you checked in every week, at least we have something to work with. Yep. It's not supposed to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So now that you're working with, now you worked with Robbie previously, correct? I've been with Robbie for over two years now. And does it feel different? You know, oh gosh, it's so different. So, you know, this is where I give Rob, Robbie all the credit. We went to North Americans, which was in September of 2021. Um, so I was working with her a little bit before that. Maybe it's just, is it two years? I can't even. Well, it's 23 now. So yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So two years. And, um, when I took her on about five weeks out before that show, her physique was nowhere nowhere near where it is today um the coach that she had uh didn't have the right tools to get her to where she was going there's nothing wrong with that guy he's a you know, i think he's a good guy but i just don't think he think he might have been in in over his head when it came to women um so i you know we're talking back and forth and I, she was a member of my gym and she just asked me one day she was like you know what would, what would you do in this situation? And I always really shy away from having those conversations because, you know, coaches have plans and, and those plans that the, those coaches have, I'm not in those, I'm not in the position to make decisions from a, you know, a bird's eye view. I'm not, at, I'm not on their level looking at what they're looking at. Um, but there were, there were some glaring problems about what was happening from a nutrition standpoint and from an energy expenditure standpoint and those types of things. 
so I just very delicately said, you, you know, you need to be careful because in bodybuilding, there's, there's, um, parameters that you need to pay attention to or people can get hurt. And so I was just, it was just a little, you know, warning, Hey, this may happen. And, um, sure enough, it did. And man, she bailed on him as fast as possible. And she came over to me and she was like, I have to finish this prep out. I've already paid for the registration, whatever. And so we finished the prep out and she got last place. It was, it was humiliating. Um, not only did she get last place, but, but Ryan didn't place well either. So it like, I, I was crushed. Like I felt like, um, all the decisions I had made were the wrong decisions and that I couldn't trust my decisions. I couldn't trust, uh, you know, myself in, in times of, um, extreme pressure because this is the biggest stage that either any of us have been on at this point. And, um, I felt like I let him down, but one of the things that happened and, and, We'll, we'll touch on this a little bit when Robbie's on the call or on the podcast. Uh, the night before the show, her and her significant other at the time had a blowout fight. And right. she gained like 12 pounds overnight. Yeah. And it was like, oh my gosh. Which, what is, are we gonna do? which is a ridiculous, beautiful, in my opinion, a beautiful, um, examination of what stress can do to someone. I mean, just seriously, people, if, if you're a client or you, or you're having issues and you can't, whatever, you absolutely have to look at your stress levels. Absolutely. Yeah. Be super honest with yourself because it can do crazy shit like that. <laughs> right. It was wild. I mean, it was when she woke up and sent me the picture, I was like, Oh no. Yeah. And so what, what we ended up doing, um, I just pumped her with a bunch of like Morphicom and cortisol to like lower her cortisol levels. And I think I got her down to where it was just like a six pound increase or something like in like in hours, in, in hours of time. And so, you know, she at least looked like she was supposed to be there. But when she woke up, it didn't look like that. It looked like she had a pizza party but like two weeks prior in that in those moments let's just back into this right she also was not in a healthy spot for her body to respond that no. way her body was saying dude what the we have to stop doing yeah that. she was she was already really stressed and so that kind of ties into the next point robbie's mental health was terrible like robbie was neurotic at on a level that i've never seen in a client i've never seen a client so bad off like you know i think prior to that she had like checked into a mental facility at some point you know like we're we're not doing good like the bodybuilding journey for her was an unhealthy like trying trying to get away from stuff and so you know post that show a lot of her life changed and when her life changed you know if you know me to any degree, it's like, I'm probably going to tell you things you don't want to hear. Yeah. And I'm going to say it in a way that it's going to probably hurt a little bit, but you're going to know that I love you and you're going to know where I stand and you're going to know, you know, what I, what I expect of you. And we have one of those conversations. Actually, we had several of those conversations and Robbie just continuously showed up for herself. Even when it was and uncomfortable. Oh God. Like it was probably some of the most uncomfortable shit that right. we've ever been through. Particularly not even right. Particularly when it's uncomfortable, that is when you have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just suck it up and get in there and do the work. And so guess what? How many gut protocols we did? We did fucking four, I think three or four. And it was like, she was, she was failing most of the time. And what she was failing with was all mental. It wasn't necessarily like she wasn't not following the plan. She's following the plan. There's certain parts of the aspect, aspects of the plan that she didn't, 
she didn't know were as important as they are maybe. And that was, a, that's a problem. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, she showed up, she checked in, she, she called me if there's a problem. She was trans, she was transparent with me. Like I remember one time she, she went, she traveled someplace and I forget where it was. When she traveled, it was like, she just fell apart. Like, it was just like, we just not going not gonna to do anything. And so when she got back, it wasn't two weeks later that she told me she fell apart. When she got back, she told me she fell apart. And so I'm like, it, well, at the time, I'm super frustrated. I'm like, so frustrated. I'm like, I might just strangle this woman. <laughs> but at the end of the day, um, I could still work with it. I could still understand where she's coming from. I still wanted to wring her neck because she wasn't doing what I needed her to do, but at least the conversation was open to have the, have that conversation. And ever since then I've become tremendously better as a coach. So now my perspective is at least Robbie's showing up and we're having conversation and we can at least navigate next steps. And if we navigate next steps, then maybe she won't fall apart completely the next time. Right. Right, because it's a learning opportunity. And that I think is the beautiful part about being a coach like we coach is that when you fall apart, it's not the end of the world. It's not a failure. No. When no. you show up and when you communicate that, we can go in and go, all right, let's break this down. Let's deconstruct what happened and let's build you back up so that the next time something like this is going to come around the corner you're not surprised we're not surprised we can address it it's a learning opportunity and i will say like if you are if you're that client on my roster you'll see a level of me pouring back into you that is like you've never experienced before yes because i fall off the rails i'm right there with you but tell me yeah yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So if, if you're showing up, you're going to see me show up in a way different way. Yeah. And if you're not showing up, you probably think I'm not involved because I have only so much emotional bandwidth and I'm trying to manage that as much as I can. And I'm, I need to, I'm, there's a lot of things I need to get better at. And I'm actually, putting into practice some of those things this week. And, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, when it came to Robbie, what I saw was, man, those reps were fucking shitty. Like if let's just, let's do a football analogy. If she's taking snaps like a quarterback mm -hmm. from the center, you're taking snaps of the football. She was fumbling like 90% of the time from a mental health standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I, I was just like really at a place where, you know, my life was sort of spiraling, her life was spiraling. And then there became a point where we split. It was September of last year. We split for about, it seemed like a year, but it was more like a month. And, uh, at one point in time I, I had posted something and she, she DM me and she was like, uh, something to the effect of like, I miss you, man. Like, could I come back? And what she realized was no one was pouring into her outside. You know, the other coach that she went to was not pouring into her the way I was, wasn't looking at things the way I was, wasn't looking at her blood work the way I was, wasn't, you know, implementing protocols that made sense. And so then I realized, okay, well, I mean, of course the door's still open. Sure. The door's almost always open. I mean, I think I might have one or two people that I've been like, listen, motherfucker, like the door's not open anymore. You know what I mean? That and then we're talking lot. about, that takes a lot. yeah, and we're talking like a, a, a couple hundred people. Like, I mean, this is a 1% situation. So, um, <clears throat> you know, it really takes a lot to, to shut the door completely. But, you know, I'm like, of course, but I had a conversation with her. I'm like, it's my way or the highway, baby girl. Like we gonna freaking like we gonna go, and I'd be damned if she didn't strap it on and and like really, really, really put forth max effort. And that's that's when Robbie's mindset was just you. I could see it clicking. She was really, really, you know, getting it. 
and um, because, but surely we can only do so much and that's why yeah. that's why we say you have to show up because in order to do that in order to have that mindset shift you still have work to do it's not just us going here's the program here's the plan check in with me here's how we're going to modify and adjust you actually have to do the work of showing up for yourself loving yourself yeah yeah and i'll tell you that the i think the key factor with robbie was she found posing as a passion so if if you know you guys are just normal people not in the bodybuilding industry uh you have to pose your body to um display what it looks like so that the judges can judge it but there's also a portion of the contest or the or the you know the competition where everyone poses to a uh uh, a bit of a, like a, a cut of music. It's usually like 60 seconds or something. And there's a routine that's sort of built along that. It's kind of like a dance routine, but it's not really dance. It's just you're posing your body to music. And Robbie, um, I think she used it as sort of like a outlet for some of her mental health stuff. And she'll probably talk a little bit about that on the podcast later. Um, and I almost had to be like, listen, you're like posing so much. It's the stressful thing. You know, <laughs> it's like and, you know, it's like, it's, it's like yeah. you're like, you, you're doing a whole nother workout after your workout. And this is a whole, this is kind of wild. And so I kind of let it. Though, let's kind of put this into perspective for those of us who aren't posing yet. Um, it's really hard. Like you have to, those muscles are working. Yeah, I mean, just when you pose a certain way, it's actually really counterintuitive to the way your body naturally moves. So to hold those poses, I mean, you're winded, you're you're sweaty. And so, you know, at the end of the day, when it came to all of that, I saw her grab grab a hold of this passion of posing. And then all of a sudden, Kai Green, one of the biggest bodybuilders in, in the 2000s, like called her up, who's a big poser. And she does, you know, um, a project with him. And then, you know, now she's she's talking to Terrence Ruffin, who's right. one of the, you know, the the biggest classic physique guys. And then she, there's, uh, I think his name's Pete Hartwig. He lives out in Australia. You know, he's he's a big, you know, bodybuilding person. There's all these things that are happening to Robbie because Robbie is chasing her passion down. She's healing her past traumas. And she's um, showing up every single day, doing what I've asked her to do. And let and hear this. It has been almost 25 weeks, and Robbie has not had an off-plan meal, not one. Wow! And if you do the if you do the math, that's six months. Yeah, that's six months. Yeah, 26 weeks. And so, yeah. So, like, if you're if you're six months in and you haven't had an off-plan meal you're going to look like Robbie, <laughs> you know, and Robbie looks really good right now. And we've really mitigated a lot of health issues along the way. The first eight weeks of the, of the prep, we just did a gut protocol. So Robbie has been one of the biggest people to show up and it wasn't for me. It was for her. And she showed up in her own way. And there's times where I had to like take her and guide her in a direction that I needed her to go. Or I needed to be like, hey, slow it down. Thanks for showing up. You're a little wild. Let's, you know, let's channel the energy. Um, and, you know, that's the point of a coach. And I love that. Like, you you just reminded me of, I just did that post about Megan. Um, yeah. Weekend. What a, what a freaking great transformation. Honest to God. And, you know, I was talking to someone today, and I'm going to do another post about, about her um, to kind of piggyback on that. Because... Yes, her physical transformation is incredible. And it's incredible for a multitude of reasons, right? She's 17. When she started with me, she was 16. She did everything I freaking told her to do. Everything. We did labs. We did some supplementation. We put her in the gym. Like she does, I program her training. I train her. Um, everything. Everything. All the work. She does all the work. And she questions me. <clears throat> but she does it in a way because she wants to learn and she wants to know, right? Yeah. And she shows up every day, even when it's hard 
and there's been some really damn hard shit that wow, we yeah. have done. Um, but that's the physical transformation. The hard shit is the emotional, mental mindset transformation. And that girl shows up for that shit all the time. And just like you're talking about Robbie, there have been times where I just go, hang on, let's rewind back up. Like you're going hundred miles an hour down this road and you're stressing yourself out because you want to be perfect and you want to show up so hard every day. Let's just take a little rest here. Let's take it. You're yeah. showing like you can show up too much, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Like absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, toggling stress and mental health and all the things that has been the definition of what, what we've done with Robbie. And, um, it's even what I've done with myself. You know, it's like, I just did a third GI map because, you know, I'm a nutcase and, um, it came back. Okay. Yeah. And I think it's, I think what it is, is like, I finally learned and still learning how to refine it how to manage my stress and how to manage my emotions and how to show up for myself and how to believe in myself and how to, you know, it's funny. I think sometimes you do have to fake it until you make it. You know, you, you do have to like, just fucking fake it. Like I'm here and it's gonna, you know, I'm great. I'm great. And then you're going to realize like one day you actually are. And, um, I think, I believe everybody is in their own right. And, and in what they, they may not be in the role that they need to be in, or they may not be chasing the passion they need to be chasing, but ultimately you're great at something. You just don't know what it is. Maybe. And part of, and, that, part of that transformation or understanding or learning is also setting yourself up in a space where you can find that. And yeah. a lot of that is setting yourself up in a space where the people around you are helping you with that. They're supportive. They're positive people, right? They aren't trying to, you know, like crabs in a bucket, right? They're not the crabs in the bucket, right? That's what you want is you want people around you. You have to change the people around you if you want to change yourself too. Yeah, and if you don't know the analogy about the crabs, crabs in a bucket, if you put crabs in a bucket, one tries to get out, the other one's drag them down. And um, the, you know, I was just talking to another client. And I basically just said, hey, dude, like all of your friends suck. Yeah. You, ha you, have, like, you have like one solid one that you actually ignore, like you don't listen to him. And then you've got me. And you ignore me too. So like, but you'll listen to the dumbasses over there in the corner and it's like, okay, well that's the you problem. Yeah. Like you need to realize that those people are the ones dragging you down. They're the ones that are messing with your mindset and we're challenging you to rise up to your fullest potential because we're the ones that see it. And, and the other issue is, okay, those people probably see it and they don't want you to go there because that's going to, that's going to supersede what they're doing. Yes. And like, I think my first time in my life, I'm surrounded by a very small group of people, mm -hmm. but everybody's like, oh dude, like your potential is so stupid. Yeah. Just, just reach and get it. And you know, it's, that's the reality of all of our clients. If you show up like, God, I'll breathe life into you so damn hard you won't even know what to do with yourself because it's probably going to feel uncomfortable like why does this guy care so much what the hell like yeah. what are you doing and it's because we really do care and yeah and i think at the end of the day like there's a lot of coaches out there that just don't and they're they're looking to make a living and That's not what we're trying to do here. I mean, that's why we're talking about this subject because I want to work. And it's like what Austin, I mean, it's weird. It, it's in the same vein of what Austin posted this week. Absolutely. Austin was, was like, I want to talk, I want to work with people that are going to show up for themselves because if you show up for themselves, for yourself, then 
I, we're going to, we're going to be able to make progress. And that's what I, that's what fulfillment is for me. And I know you feel that way too. If, if you see somebody making, even if it's just the most incremental changes, it's like, damn, we are doing something right. Yeah. They are grabbing a hold of what I have to say and it's making a difference. Like well, this one fellow that I talked to today too. He's a realtor and he's one talented one too. Boy, he's like big balling. Yeah. And but he's making these incremental changes in his lifestyle, like not drinking and, you know, like going to bed at a decent hour and like making lifestyle changes that have made him fearful because he has a relationship in his life that's been surrounded sort of around those unhealthy lifestyle choices. So once you start making, un, you know, making healthier lifestyle choices, the people who, who aren't, they have two choices. They can either say later, dude, or they can be like, Ooh, let me wait and watch. Let me see how this works. Cause I might follow. Mm -hmm. And so I'm encouraging him to keep making these changes. And if, if, you know, Joe Schmo were to go look in on this scenario, he'd probably be like, that guy's not doing anything. Yeah. yeah. But to me, I, I'm like, dude, I feel so empowered um, by what you're doing right now, because you are listening to me. I see you working. I mean, he's like talking, you know, just like the little engine that could, you know, he's like, I just, I'm getting there and it's my, it's taken longer than we really want it to, but man, I, it's going to stick when it gets there. And that's the interesting thing about if you look at social media or, I mean, you know, we both do it. I mean, we all do it because you have to, right. Is you post the before and the after. And you tell a little bit in the comments, you know, you tell your little story, your context of the before and after, like Megan's before and after, or you were talking about Robbie. Um, but it doesn't come close to the small little wins that we had every single day. Small. Oh, I mean, let's just go back to Megan. Like, Megan never met you, never talked to you, but what the hell? Mm -hmm. Like you're killing it, girl, like fucking smashing it, especially at your age. Like that's wild. Like you're showing up girl and you're changing your life. You're like, she's changing her life. Yes, she is. She's, she's got, she's got one of the most toxic families I think I've ever heard of. And she's just going up as a different person. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna participate in this stuff. And, and, and you know, and the thing, it's a really interesting thing you're talking about. We were talking about uh, the people you surround yourself with. You were talking about your real estate agent client. And we all have those, those spaces in our life where we have the, those groups of people that we've been hanging around with. Like I think of Megan and, and she's in a school, right? You don't have a ton of, well, you do, you have choice, but ugh, it's a really stressful place to be with all these different people and, and the expectations and the peer pressure, but we all have that mm -hmm. peer pressure. You know, we all have the decision to make about who we want to be or who we're going to be or who we really are and yep. who's going to help us on our journey and who's going to hinder us on that journey. Yeah. 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 Those are super important questions to ask ourselves. And those are the questions. Those are the conversations we should be having with ourselves. It shouldn't be, Oh my God, my butt looks big in these pants. No, the conversations we should be having are where are we at? Where do we want to go? How are we going to get there? Who's going to help us get there? Who really cares? And if they don't, or they're not showing up for us, do we need to show up for them? Maybe we should just be showing up for ourselves. Yeah. I'm kind of trying to think about how I would look at my big old ass if I had one. <laughs> um, you don't have one. You're I think it would, I think it would be, Man, how cool is it going to be when this big old ass is like not so big? Yeah. Instead of being negative about it, you yeah. know, like how cool, like to just you and me, like how cool is it going to be when this podcast has reached more people than we ever thought it would? Right. Or how cool is it going to be when, you know, our website's finally finished? Oh and gosh! Like it's like super, super impressive. You know, absolutely need to do that. Thank you. I'm writing that down again in my calendar. But, but at the end of the day, like there's so many things that 
we probably look at from a negative point of view because they have a negative position in our life or in negative connotation. And if you flip it and you're like, man, how cool is it going to be when it gets better? Yes. Or how cool is it going to be when we make it? Or like, you know, I just told somebody today, like, you know, they were like, well, what's the dream? And I'm like, I don't even know that's a dream. It's going to happen. Like I'm, it, like I'm determined that I'm going to coach somebody in the Olympia. I don't know what year it's going to be. I don't know, you know, when that's going to happen. But man, I'm going to be that kind of coach because I'm. I know I'm doing things that other coaches aren't doing, mm-hmm. and that's got to translate at some point to to really good stuff. And you know, that's the pinnacle. That's the pinnacle when you you know get into the bodybuilding world. That's the pinnacle is, is going to the Olympia. And then from a functional health standpoint, like give, give me all your weak and weary. Like let's fucking go. Yeah. Helping as many people as possible. Yeah. And in order to do that, I mean, it just comes back to what we were talking about. Number one, we surround ourselves with people who raise us up and hold us accountable. Um, and we don't, we don't let the others in. And number two, we have to hold ourselves accountable and we have to love ourselves and show up. We have to show up. Just show up. Yeah. I want to touch on the last little thing that you just said. Like, don't let the others in. Man, I used to let so many shitty people affect me. Yeah. You remember that? Like, I was just like, just all the shittiness would just affect me all day. Well, I'm the and same. You, We've both been there. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is like, have you seen a change? Like, yeah. I'm literally like, I feel like I'm building a little bubble around me and my little my little set of people. I'm yeah. like, this is this is the bubble, and we're gonna work together. And I don't care about what that person's doing over there in that corner over there. I don't care what they have to say about me. Yeah. Um, and you know, for anybody that's listening, like I've been in the Raleigh area since 2004. So we're rolling up on 20 years. Whoa. I've so, never been anywhere that long. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So 20 years. And then I really didn't enter into like the fitness space until 2013, uh, 2012 maybe. And man, I am such an oddball. Like I'm the weirdest dude in the Raleigh area when it comes to bodybuilding coaching. There's no bodybuilding coaches that are doing functional health at the same time. There's nobody melding those two things together. So I'm having conversations with the local bodybuilders here. They don't want anything to do with me. They're completely befuddled by me because they've seen me pull pro cards out of thin air, which is what they think. And honestly, I just look at it and like, I'm just doing it smarter. So that's, that's what I'm doing. And so the more that I insulate myself from the negativity and the people that aren't, you know, in my camp, the people that aren't saying you are really good at what you do, you are worth it. You are these things. Then man, like go someplace, go on someplace because I got too much energy to pour into the people that matter to be worrying about it with you. And I think the perspective is, is, the person that matters the most is me. True. No matter because if I don't if I don't pour myself in if I don't pour myself into myself, man, I don't show up as the coach. I don't show up as the friend. I don't show up as you know whatever. I just don't show up. And too many people. Um, and that's I think that's why a lot of our clients that don't show up for themselves don't show up for themselves with us is because they're pouring into everyone else and they've put themselves on the back burner for way too long. And their health shows it, their physique shows it, their um, mental health shows it. And then when they decide to take the leap and come into coaching, it is so difficult for them to put themselves first. And you are the only one that honest, and I say this, and I said it to Megan as a 17 year old, I like in your life, what you will realize is you are the only one that will put yourself first. No one else will. 
Yeah. And, and when you do, you can actually show up for the other people. Absolutely. It's the only way you can. Yeah. You're just pouring from an empty bucket and boy, I've done that for a really long time. And all that did was completely put me on the wrong path in about every decision I ever made. Cause I'm just, I'm not coming from a place of clear thinking. The more I pour into myself, the more I learn about myself, the more, you know, efficient I become with what I need, man, I make better decisions. We all do. We all do. So wrap this up, take this home for us. Kenneth, what do you think? Uh, you know, I think, I hope I stepped on people's toes. That's what I want. I want your yeah, toes to hurt. You know, you know what I love about our podcast is like, we're like, Hey, this is what you do. And this is what we're talking about. And we get like, we get into it. We get into the weeds. We talk about, you know, all the foofy things that we have to talk about. And then, but it really is. It's like, okay, so when you come over here, we're just going to slap you in the face a little bit. Cause you need to hear it. Like, this is what you need to hear. Like all that's all I've done today. I've slapped dudes in the face all day and like, not, not lightly, but like, Hey, this is where I see you. You are not, you're not a leader in these situations in your life. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, a lot of people think about leadership. It's like, well, you're leading other people. Sure. You better lead yourself first. Yeah. You're not leading yourself then you can't lead other people and you can't make good decisions and you can't look at, you know, problems and issues and, and, you know, come out on the other side because you're not leading yourself. And most of the time people were letting people lead them to, to death. And what I mean by that is like, it's not life giving things. Yeah. And what I'm trying to do is every time I talk to somebody I'm trying to breathe life into you, trying to encourage you, trying to make sure that, you know, you have the right perspective of what's going on. And it may feel like I'm beating your ass, which it should, because I kind of am. But hopefully it's like in this delicate balance. And it's what I was telling my real estate friend and client, you know, with his significant other. It's like, if you want her to come around, stop nagging her. Stop telling her what she should do. Just love her where she's at. And if you love her where she's at, there's going to come a time where you can, you can hit her with the truth. You can tell her what's going on, what, what the truth really is. And it's going to resonate at that point because you haven't, like a lot of people just come at people stepping on their toes first. It's like, let me step on your fucking toes. And then they're like, whoa, that's shitty, right? But hopefully everybody listening to this podcast to some degree has listened to me talk and, and learned that like my heart is usually well, almost always for other people. And when you fall in that category, then you earn the street credibility to speak truth in the situation. So if you're coming away with your, your toes stepped on, just know that coming from a place of like, man, if I didn't care, you'd know it. Cause you I know, sure as hell wouldn't spend the time on it. In education, we always said, and I just saw this on a commercial for something and I'm like, shut up. This came from education. Um, no one cares. Like you aren't going to get someone, you're not going to have someone give a shit about you until they know that you care. No one cares what yes. you know until they know that you care. And that's where we start. And right. because we do care so much, one of our goals is to make you care about yourself is to make you show up for yourself is to make you do the work and you got to do that. So. You're awesome. No, you are. <laughs> We're both awesome. And we found our tribe this weekend. It was very fun to be down there in North Carolina working and hanging out with a bunch of us. Yeah, it got all emotional and stuff. It was wild. Yeah, it was a good time. So uh we're gonna end this. It's been about an hour. Uh it's been a great conversation, Kenneth. Thanks for coming up, showing up. Um I know you got a busy weekend coming up, going, going away. Kenneth is going to the mountains. Vacation for the first time in three years. I, I don't like if you're a client, you're listening to this and you send a text message and somehow it bounces back. It's because my phone is in a river or a lake or something because I am not talking <laughs> to anybody, nobody. 
I'm not posting on social media. Like you won't even know where I was. No one's going to know anything. It's going to be great. I think that's amazing. So have a fun weekend because I won't hear from you either. And uh, all y'all, all all y'all in the audience, um, give us a like, give us a share, talk to your friends and people maybe who aren't your friends um, and let us know, hit subscribe because we're going to be coming to you more often. Um, And also if you have a topic, we are more than willing to talk about whatever you need. So everybody have a great day. Have a great week. Kenneth, watch out for the bears. Oh, I will. (laughs) All right. See ya.